letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include improving drought conditions across Minnesota, concerns about artificial intelligence when it comes to the 2024 election, and the latest on what could be some local effects of the government shutdown. But we begin with St. Paul City Council members voting 4-3 to three yesterday in favor of a smoking ban for certain areas of the city. Under the ban, smoking tobacco and cannabis is prohibited in parks and in close proximity to entrances of public buildings or places of employment. Council President Amy Brenmoen says the ordinance allows the parks director to designate spaces where smoking is allowed. So to the point Ms. Yang brought up about um, being too restrictive, there is an opening to have those conversations with our parks commission and with community about if there are to be spaces where they are. So there's a, that opening exists in this ordinance as um, revised and I, I support that as well. Those violating the ordinance will first receive a warning followed by an administrative citation. Mark Fry, Newstalk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. This weekend's heavy rains have put a serious dent in our drought conditions. According to the latest drought monitor out this morning, just over 8% of Minnesota is in extreme drought. That's compared to over 26% a week ago. Rains totaling up to six inches in some areas fell in just a couple of days, accounting for more than a month's worth of precipitation. Those pockets of extreme drought that still exist are mainly in central and southern Minnesota. The drought is not over yet, though. Moderate and severe drought conditions remain in much of the state, including in the Twin Cities metro. And WCCO meteorologist Paul Douglas says we could be in line for more rain across the state Friday night and early Saturday morning. The best chance of getting wet North and west of the Twin Cities, I think during the daylight hours tomorrow, we'll get the clouds in the metro, but most of the rain north and west of St. Cloud. And it could be a a fairly significant amount of rain, maybe a quarter, half an inch in a few spots. And then those storms will kind of drift southward into the metro tomorrow night, Friday night into Saturday morning. We could wake up to uh, some booming thunder first thing Saturday morning. As the 2024 presidential election nears, concerns are growing about the threat of artificial intelligence. Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon went before a bipartisan hearing Wednesday where he talked about the role technology plays in elections. Artificial intelligence is not a threat to American democracy in and of itself, but it is an emerging and powerful amplifier of existing threats. All of us who touch the election process must be watchful and proactive, especially as the 2024 presidential contest approaches. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar and her colleagues have introduced the Protect Elections from Deceptive AI Act, seeking to ban the use of AI to generate deceptive content. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. WCCO Steve Simpson with the latest on two shootings involving police. Minneapolis police earlier this week arresting a juvenile wanted in connection with the shooting of one of their officers. The 16-year-old was part of a traffic stop near Dowling and Morgan Avenues in North Minneapolis on Tuesday night. The felony warrant was for shooting officer Jacob Spees in August. He is recovering from his injuries. Two other teenagers, both 19, have already been charged in federal court for their alleged involvement, one with second-degree attempted murder, the other with aiding an offender. Spees was shot in what police describe as an ambush near the 4300 block of Colfax Avenue North while on patrol in an unmarked vehicle. A man shot by a deputy yesterday in Granite Falls is in stable condition. 
shooting happening as a drug task force tried to arrest a man who was a fugitive from the Minnesota Department of Corrections. Investigators say he was armed and ran from police before a task force member shot him. Steve Simpson. News Talk 830 WCCO. Thousands of Minnesotans will be affected if and when the federal government shuts down this weekend. It's going to be a catastrophe. Third District DFL Congressman Dean Phillips on with WCCO's Chad Hartman going through a list of those who will be hurt by a shutdown. There are almost 19,000 active duty and reserve personnel, military personnel in Minnesota that will not get their pay if we shut down the government. The Small Business Administration will stop processing small business loans for all you small business owners out there. 108,000 Minnesotans will lose access to their food support programs, women, infant, and children benefits. And he says about 20,000 federal employees in Minnesota will be furloughed without pay. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig is also sharing her frustration with the potential shutdown. Craig telling Vanita Sakar this morning on WCCO Radio that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is giving in to far-right conservatives, which isn't helping the country. At some point, the Speaker is, is going to have to say, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to take on the far-right members of my party. It's, it's incredibly frustrating to see such a small group of House Republicans uh, grind the country to a halt. Craig says Republicans aren't willing to compromise even on a proposal brought forward by the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus. I'm Steve Simpson. A new report from the state health department shows a rise in incidents of preventable injuries and deaths in Minnesota hospitals. The 572 total incidents reported led to 178 serious injuries and 21 deaths. The number of injuries actually dropped from the previous year, but the number of deaths spiked to the highest level in 2000, uh, since 2006. The most common incidents cited were peptic ulcers, which are usually associated with long-term hospital stays followed by falls. The U.S. Marshal Office confirms that murder suspect Kevin Mason was arrested in the Twin Cities after being accidentally released from a jail in Indianapolis. South St. Paul Police Chief Brian Wickey says they were contacted by the U.S. Marshal's Office to help them take Mason into custody. We activated our countywide SWAT team, brought them in, brought them up to speed on the information we had learned to date. A search warrant was obtained and we executed that warrant shortly before 2 p.m. this afternoon and took the individual into custody without incident. Mason was initially arrested on September 11th in Indianapolis, but again accidentally released due to a clerical error. He's charged with second-degree murder for a shooting in June of 2021 at Shiloh Temple in Minneapolis that killed 29-year-old Devontius Catchings. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Hennepin County Sheriff Dewana Witt says she understands the need for more information after two inmates died in the jail within the past two weeks. 36-year-old Larry Hill was found unresponsive in his bed on Tuesday following an apparent medical incident. And on September 18th, 21-year-old Oscar Corona died in the jail's medical room. She hopes to have more to say once the medical examiner determines cause of death. When those things are completed, you know, we would be more than happy to always review because we always strive to be better as well as transparent. And it's unfortunate in these types of situations, we have to let the process um, play out so that we can um, make sure that we do it right out of respect again for the deceased as well as their family. Finally today, some unseasonable warmth over a big weekend for runners. Here's WCCO's Mark Fry. Slow and steady, that's the message to runners ahead of Sunday. Twin Cities Marathon, which could be one of the warmest races in history. Race director Eli Ash says Sunday 
might not be the day for runners to push for their PR. The idea that they would go, you know, maybe as little as 5 or 10 seconds, maybe as many as 45, 60 or more seconds per mile, slower than planned. It's not the day to go for a personal record or a PR, as runners call it. Uh, it's a day to really, you know, enjoy the course. we got 300,000 cheering spectators out there. 25,000 entrants are expected to take part in this weekend's events. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.